listening to Nightlight. Hi and welcome to Nightlight. Nice to be with you for another hour of inspiration and music. I've invited back onto the program today someone who's taught some great Bible studies on previous programs. And he's here in the studio once again. That's our very own Melvin. We have a guest tonight on Nightlight. Nice to have you with us again, Melvin. Thank you, Simon, for having me. I think this is about the fourth or fifth time you've taught a class on Nightlight, and your classes have been a great blessing to many. What's the topic today? Well, I was uh, thinking of covering the topic on grace. Grace, great topic. Simon, grace is, I think, one of the subjects that uh, people kind of miss the point on. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, even as a missionary, I took grace as something that saved me. You know, God gave me a place in heaven. So instead of being, uh, going to hell, and now I'm going to heaven. You understand? Mm -hmm. And for me, grace stopped right there. Like I didn't research. I didn't think a lot about grace. For me, it was like a done deal. But the more I read the Bible, I'm seeing that grace is not just that you're, you know, that saves you, but it's also something that you use on a daily basis to enjoy the fruits of the Spirit and the life that Jesus has given us. Right. Well, I think I'm pretty much back where you were before, <laughs> before yes. you made this uh, uh, Bible study. So, yeah. yeah, so tell us about grace. Yeah, so, you know, uh, once I started researching a lot onto grace, I started seeing that um, everything, the blessings that the Lord has for us, you know, all of those is by grace. Now, of course, we all know that the word grace means it's uh, unmerited favor. And there's an acronym also, isn't it? gift received at Christ's expense. Yes, that's true. <laughs> or, you know, it says it's the power that is sent to you without cost mm -hmm. for you to do that which you cannot do. You understand? And so for me, grace took on a new meaning when I started seeing it from that particular angle, you know, that grace is with us all throughout our life. And the sad thing is we don't avail of it. And so you know, the Bible says, if you avail of it, you will reign mm -hmm. in this life through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so Romans 5.17 is like one of my basic foundation verses on grace. Romans 5.17, it says, For if, because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man." Jesus Christ. Yeah, so that verse kind of summed up for me, you know, what grace was uh, all about. Like it says, uh, for one man's trespass, that is Adam, mm -hmm. death reigned through that one man. Mm -hmm. So it's not only just talking about when you die, wow. but it is death reigning in your life. Wow. You understand? And so it says, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Wow. And so even though we are Christians and we received Jesus, mm -hmm. and if you don't know the gift of abandoned grace, what happens is you are living a Christian life with your own effort. Mm -hmm. And what happens is the same death that came through Adam. Mm -hmm. You know, death, you know, here symbolizes sadness, sickness, you understand? Jealousy, all of those negative effects in your life can reign. It's because we don't know that we have received the gift of righteousness. Mm -hmm. Honestly, when I got saved and I started being a missionary, I didn't think I had a gift of righteousness. Mm. 
I thought I had to produce my own righteousness in order for God to bless me or to please God. But here it says, if you have received the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness, see, once you start focusing on the uh, gift of righteousness, the Bible says, you will reign in life through one man, Jesus Christ. That means you are able to control the things that are happening in your life. They will overcome them. You might not be able to control it, but when it happens, once you have received the gift of righteousness, you will reign in life. That means you will be an overcomer. When I read that verse, you know, we are more than overcomers, I was like, how does it happen? <laughs> but it's related to this verse because once you receive that gift of righteousness. Now, a lot of Christians that I've been teaching this class to uh, from all different uh, denominations, born again, Pentecostals, when you ask them, have you received the gift of righteousness? They say they don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. It's really sad because all the promises that God has given us, unless you have the knowledge of it, it won't start uh, you know, manifesting in your life. So once I started realizing I have received the gift of righteousness, my life as a Christian started to change. Now, a lot of people, they think that, okay, Jesus died for my sins and he forgave my sins when he died on the cross. But actually, Simon, something happened at the cross, and that is Jesus made an exchange. Mm. He took all our sins, Mm -hmm. and he gave us that gift of righteousness. Right. You understand? But a lot of people, they believe, Christians, that, oh, he took all my sins away, but they forget to receive the gift of righteousness. Mm. You know, it's like you go to a bank, and you you have a check, you're given the check, and then you walk away without receiving (laughs) the benefit in a cash format. You understand? Right, right. <laughs> so same thing with that. Once I realized that, wow, Jesus made an exchange and now I'm covered with his righteousness. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Bible says we are the righteousness of Christ. And I believe that without receiving the gift of righteousness, you can't even be saved. Mm-hmm. Because that's why we are going to heaven because we are made righteous through Jesus Christ. you speak, righteous in all that you do, in all of the world there is nobody righteous but you, righteous are the things that you say, righteous the thoughts of your mind, so righteous to me every day, no one is as loving and kind, you're righteous. Righteous 
Righteous you are in the worlds you have made The sun and the moon and the stars Work of your loving fingers, not ours Righteous the way that you came down to see us To drink of our bitter cup Righteous the way that you came down to be us You came down to take us up I'm worshiping you edition of Nightlight, shining God's love light to the world. And gracing us with his presence in the studio is Melvin, teaching us on grace. Back to you, Melvin. Okay, so Simon, if you look at 2 Corinthians 5.21, mm-hmm. it says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. See, it's as clear as day there. <laughs> So for, you know, he took our sins for our sake. He was made sin, even though he had no sin. He was made sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people, they have a very hard time saying they have the righteousness of God because they, they think they're being too proud or they're trying to be holy. But it is a basic fact for the children of God mm -hmm. is that you have received the righteousness of God, so you became the righteousness of God. Mm. And that's why when the Bible says, you know, the fervent prayer of a uh, righteous man availeth much. Like I said, 20 years ago, when I read that verse, I thought, look, I'm not righteous. You understand? Mm. So my prayer, maybe that's why the Lord is not answering my prayer. But the thing is, now I know I have become the righteousness of God. It's all by grace. Mm. I didn't earn it. I didn't work for it. I don't deserve it. It is a gift that Jesus gave me because we have become the children of God. In mm -hmm. John 1.12, as many as received him, to them gave you power to become the sons of God. So as the children of God, it's your inheritance to be able to partake of the righteousness of God. Like sometimes as a Christian, you know, we think, okay, now we receive Jesus. Now we have to produce our own righteousness. 
You understand? Maybe by going so many times to church, fasting, by prayer, all of this is going to produce righteousness, but it doesn't produce any righteousness because mm-hmm. your righteousness is already covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. It's by grace. Right. Now, all those things can help you in your walk with, your, with the Lord mm-hmm. and in your Christian life, but it's not going to produce any more righteousness than which is already covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And see, now for me, grace started taking on a, on a greater meaning. Mm. And I started seeing that Jesus just didn't die for me so that I can just go to heaven. There is so much more mm-hmm. that I inherited from him mm-hmm. through his death, mm-hmm. all just because of belief. Mm-hmm. Now, to a carnal mind, it might look like, oh, no, that can't be true. <laughs> It's too good to be true. You understand? Mm -hmm. There is something that I have to do. Well, the part that I believe we have to do is to love God and have a a deep and intimate relationship with Him. Mm -hmm. That's what is requiring from us. You know, now again, that doesn't mean you can go around and do whatever you want. You understand? Because the love of God constraineth you the love of Christ. So you can't just go ahead and do whatever you want. But knowing that you're covered by the righteousness of God is a big headache off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, it's amazing that even in churches here, sometimes they don't touch on the topic. Right. Actually, in one of one of those churches in East Africa, they told me not to teach on grace. <laughs> they said, no, you can't teach on grace here. So I had to teach on another subject because grace is the foundation of the New Testament. So why didn't they want you to teach on grace? But I think they feel that the people might, you know, take it a wrong way or they might start doing things they think, you know, is covered by grace. Or maybe sometimes it's a fear that people might not need you so much anymore. You understand? So I guess that's one one reason people are a little bit, you know, especially the leaders are a little bit, uh, you know, cautious about teaching on grace. But Paul said, this was the reason that God, the Lord, you know, chose him as an apostle mm-hmm. so that he can bring the gospel of grace. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's look at uh, in Exodus 30 to 28. It says, And the children of Levi did according to the word of Moses, and there fell of the people that day about 3,000 men. You know, when the first the law was given, right. understand, 3,000 men died in the camp. Yes. Okay. Now, if you look at Acts 2.41... Yes, it says, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Hmm. You understand? When the law was given, yes. 3,000 people died. Huh. And when the Spirit of God was given in Acts 2.41, 3,000 souls got saved. <laughs> you understand? Amazing. That's why the law, you know... Uh, Paul says, you know, from the law is the knowledge of sin mm-hmm. and death. But through the Spirit of God in the New Testament, grace brought back 3,000 mm-hmm. people to Jesus Christ, saved mm-hmm. for eternity, right? Now, for example, under the law, God demands righteousness from us. Mm-hmm. But under grace, He imparts righteousness to us. You see the difference? Mm-hmm. The thing is, in the Old Testament, God was blessing us according to our performance. But in the New Testament, the Bible says everything is given to us freely. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes, you know, people say, oh, you have to give a seed for God to bless you. Mm -hmm. Or if you want me to pray for you, you have to give a seed. 
See the New Testament there is no seat. God will answer your prayer according to his riches. You understand? Mm-hmm. In glory through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so when you don't understand the difference between grace what you start thinking is all my blessings is depended on your performance. Right. Like in Deuteronomy 28, you know, God gives a list of things mm-hmm. that you have to do and if you don't do it the curses that followed it. Yes. Or if you did this then you were blessed. Yes. But in the New Testament that is not there anymore. Right. Do you know Simon even today there are some churches who teach, teach Deuteronomy 28. <laughs> Can you imagine? To the people. And so mm. the people are in bondage there in fear mm. that somehow I have to do something for God to bless you. Right. Because this is really the difference between Christianity yes. and all other religions. Yes. That all other religions it's something you have to do yes. for God yes. in order to merit his favor or yes. his blessing or his protection. Yes. Something you have to do. But Christianity, true Christianity is what God did for us. Amen. Yes. What God did for us and we can do nothing yes. for God yes. to deserve anything. Yes. It's just a pure yes. love gift because he loves us. Amen. Like in Romans uh, 8:32 to 7 it says uh, for God he did not hesitate to give his only begotten son that he loved so much. You understand? Mm. How will he also not give all things to us freely? Mm-hmm. All things. Whenever you see the word "all," I get all excited because it's about <laughs> he covers every single thing. Wow! So if God gave His most precious thing, mm-hmm. why would He hesitate to give you the funds that you need? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. or whatever your happiness, or your mm-hmm. relationship in marriage, or your children, whatever. God is willing to more than give us, because in the Old Testament. we we were servants mm-hmm. you know that god called them servants servant moses and servant this and servant that but in the new testament now we are children mm-hmm. so there's been a shift in the relationship mm-hmm. but see sometimes today they are still taught you understand you have to have that slavish uh obedience or that slavish relationship with god but it is changed That's what the New Testament says the servant does not abide in the house forever but the son does abide. Mm-hmm. So as a son of God for me I just want everything that God has for me. You know, it's like almost like I'm just a partaker of everything God has for me. Mm-hmm. Like he's not asking me to go and do this 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 and this so that you can come to the table mm-hmm. and you're worthy. Mm-hmm. Like in the Old Testament it was like that. And so God's grace has covered us from head to toe every part of our life. Mm-hmm. But the thing is unless you recognize that and you understand okay this is what grace is all about then unless that happens you will live a Christian life but you won't be as happy mm-hmm. and as fruitful as God wants you to be. Mm-hmm. Because the more you think you have to please God with mm-hmm. your own works you can't really be happy. Mhm. You know <laughs> so many Christians try to carry their own suitcase. Yes. You know the little story <laughs> yeah, yeah. of the uh boy who was trying very hard to carry a heavy suitcase and his father said, uh, "Son, are you using all your strength?" and he said, "Yes, I am." And he was trying to as best he could to lift the suitcase and his father said, "No, you're not using all of your strength because you haven't asked me yes. to help you." So the Lord Yes. through his grace Amen. wants to help us to carry the heavy suitcase yes. and um just like when you 
do that for your children. They kind of walk along and uh, sort of dis- yes. <laughs> think that they're helping a little bit. By, yes. uh, <laughs> but uh, you as the father actually carrying all of the yes. weight. And that's why Jesus said, cast your cares upon, upon him, mm. for he careth for you. The word cast basically means throw it away. Mm-hmm. Don't even hold it for a second. <laughs> Sometimes what we do is we hold that burden for days and days and days. And after we get all worn out and messed up, we take it to Jesus and say, Lord, please take it. Mm-hmm. But the Bible says cast it. That is like an instant thing. Mm-hmm. You, you feel the burden coming, you cast it on. Sounds like Jesus. a cue for a song. Okay. <laughs>
while listening to Nightlight. And yes, you're listening to a special edition of Nightlight with Melvin, who's teaching us on grace. He's given me a list of verses here to read. Next one is Second uh, Corinthians 3.3. 3. And you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human heart. Oh, Simon, that uh, Paul is talking about, you know, when the commandments were first given. It was written on tablets of of stone. Mm-hmm. But see, th- uh, that doesn't produce a relationship. It's like once you have a list of things that you have to do to please God, then faith doesn't come into the picture. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yes. That's why when the law was given, the Bible says the faith was hid. You understand? And yes. it had to be revealed when Jesus came. And so as long as... All your things are written on stone. You're not living by faith. But now, God has moved all of that in and written on our hearts, tablets of human hearts. Mm-hmm. See, hearts basically represent love and represents a relationship. Mm-hmm. So here Jesus, and of course the Lord is saying that, now I want you to have a relationship with me. Mm-hmm. No more this God and sinner, mm-hmm. you understand? <laughs> relationship, that is so scary. You know, I grew up with that kind of a teaching, and I, I was scared almost every day. Even I had a hard time even approaching God boldly because I felt that He was going to strike me down or punish me for something. Mm-hmm. Okay, But once, you know, through the Holy Spirit, God's love is returned in our hearts, then starts the relationship. Okay, And so, you know, what we are doing as a Christians, living under grace, is that we are partaking of the finished work of Christ. He did all of the work for us. Mm-hmm. And all we are doing is we are partaking of the finished work. Yes. Now God is saying, okay, son, you're finished. You understand? You have the righteousness. You have faith. You have the fruits of the Spirit in your life. Now you walk in the righteousness of God. Yes. But sad to say, a lot of Christians, instead of walking in the righteousness of Christ, they start walking in their own righteousness. <laughs> and when that happens, the devil will get in there. Because mm. he loves people who are self-righteous. Yes. He loves people when, you know, Christians, when they say, oh, I have to produce my own righteousness. Yes. He can get in there and totally mess you up. Right. I mean, it happened to me. That's why I can talk about it, you know. And you start doing more and more thinking I need to fill the righteousness of, mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like someone said uh, that you're trying to finish a completed work. Mm. You understand? As Christians, we are trying to complete an already completed work mm-hmm. instead of just enjoying the completed work of Christ. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yes. But see, that's where grace comes in. Without grace, you cannot get what God has already finished for you. Because right. It's like you give me a gift on my birthday and I'm trying to pay you back for the gift. Yes. You understand? It's almost an insult to you because you're giving to me, I mean, you're giving me the gift based on your love for me. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to pay it back to you. Right. You understand? And so that's what we do to God. It's like instead of <laughs> accepting his righteousness, yes. we are trying to say, no, God, I have to pay it back to you. Right. And God is saying, man, you already have it. It's right. all free. Right. Yes. You know? But see, the, the danger, Simon, is when people start teaching the Old Testament laws mixed yes. with the New Testament. Right. You know, Jesus said you cannot pour new wine into old bottles. Exactly. Or you can't even take a piece of new cloth and put it in an old cloth because what happens, it will shrink. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. So you, that's that's what he was trying to say. You can't mix that and this. Yes. This is a new testament. It yes. is not based on the old testament. Exactly. You know, but when you teach it, you mix Deuteronomy and Leviticus and all the rules <laughs> and regulations, and you mix it with the New Testament, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you make a soup and oh. you feed it to people, and they they get confused because they don't know what to do now. Right. Yeah, I have grace. Then they're asking me to produce my works. Yes. But when you walk in the finished work of Christ, you will produce the fruits of righteousness. Yes. You understand? That means you're not trying to earn it. It's mm-hmm. automatic. Right. That relationship with Christ will change you yes. and help you to be the loving person that God wants you to be. Yes. You understand? You might not keep all the traditions of men mm-hmm. and rules of your church, but you will be keeping the law of Christ. Yes. Which is love. That means you're being a loving person. If you love somebody, yes. you're not going to kill them, you're not going to steal from them, you're not going to cheat on their wife. Yes. You're going to automatically <laughs> Amen. Uh, obey and put into practice those yes. Old Testament laws. Yes. But in a way, it's, it's, it's harder because in the Old Testament, you just had a list of do's and don'ts. Yes. And if you kept them, you could earn yes. some kind of righteousness. But you didn't have to love others. Yes. The New Testament is very much simplified. Yes. But you've got to you've got to step out of yourself. Yes. And you've got to love and serve others. Yes, amen. And that's that's something uh, that is uh, difficult yes. for some people to do. But of course, the Lord even gives you the grace yes, to do that. Yes. Yeah. See, that's why you know, for, uh, according to Moses, is eye for an eye. You understand? Mm. Even if you didn't do anything for your neighbor, as long as you didn't steal and hurt him, you're doing great. In the New Testament, you have to go out of your way to love your neighbor, mm-hmm. which is much more greater. You understand? That's why you need the grace and the Lord's Spirit uh, in order to fulfill that aspect. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's look at First John four seventeen. It says, By this is love perfected in us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. See, through grace... We have become as Jesus is. Wow. Right now, it says, because as he is, so also are we in the world. Just like Jesus is in heaven right now, grace can produce that same thing in your life. Mm -hmm. Not you producing it, but grace can make you as same as Christ, Mm -hmm. who actually is in heaven, same way, uh, so are we, of course, because Jesus is in our heart. You know, he wants us to be like him. Look at Galatians 3. Verse 2 and 3, it says, Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? See, that's, I think, one of the most uh, saddest things. (laughs) <laughs> is that right. we received everything for free. <laughs> you know, even the Spirit was given to us for free. Yes. Jesus said, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, mm-hmm. how much more shall your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? Right. See, it's a simple thing. It's not a big ceremony. It's not a big issue that you have to speak in tongues and you have to manifest this. It's a simple thing. You receive the Spirit not by the works of the law, but by the hearing with faith. Mm-hmm. And that's how I received the Holy Spirit. And I'm sure, Simon, you received the Holy Spirit. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit is just by faith. Exactly. So sometimes we receive the 
the spirit by faith and then you're trying to perfect your christian life mm-hmm. through some rules and regulations in the flesh you understand mm-hmm. again if you go to a church they will have certain guidelines that you have to keep you know for the sake of organization and all that we are not talking about those uh, few rules but we are talking about producing righteousness in order for god to bless you mm. or in order for god to be pleased with you see that's the difference mm-hmm. i don't want people to think that okay if the church service starts at 10 i'll be there at 12 because i am under grace you understand yes. no i'm talking about you know of course traffic rules we have to obey there are quite a few laws that we have to keep but as far as jesus is concerned our self righteousness and our self works will not produce any more righteousness than is already covered by jesus christ look at matthew 6:33 simon matthew 6:33 says but seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you yes for a long time i missed that point it says but seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness right and all these things will be added unto you mm-hmm. it's like romans 5:17 Right. You understand? It's a gift of righteousness. You will reign in life through Jesus Christ. So once you start seeking his righteousness, the Bible says all the other things will be added onto you. Wow. But Crazy. the sad thing is for many years I was trying to produce my own righteousness. Mm-hmm. So I was getting more and more frustrated yes. because <laughs> no matter how much I produce, it's not going to satisfy. Mm. You understand? God is looking at me and saying, son, stop working in the flesh. in the own producing your own self righteousness and just receive my righteousness right you know what the bible says you know uh, for my people perish for lack of knowledge mm-hmm. and without knowing the truth about righteousness and unrighteousness and grace versus works you won't be able to be successful as a christian right. i'm not talking about business but yeah. as a overcomer in life Now Romans 9:30 and 31 it says uh, what should we say then that gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained it that is a righteousness that is by faith but that Israel <coughs> who pursued a law that would lead to righteousness did not succeed in reaching that law see that one is a very very heavy verse <laughs> explain it to us it's a little more complicated maybe yes, than some of the other yes it's a little verses. bit more complicated but it is simple It says the gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained it that is a righteousness by faith now the gentiles just received the gift of righteousness like we read in Romans 5:17 so it's talking about uh, gentile christians back then who yes. received jesus yes yes who received jesus they received that gift of righteousness yes. understand they didn't work for it they didn't follow the law they didn't keep all those rules and regulations but it was given to them as a gift yes they attained it that is a righteousness that is by faith faith means not of works mm-hmm. you understand but the jews who followed who pursued the a law that could lead them to righteousness did not succeed in reaching that law mm-hmm. you get it so the even though the jews they worked so hard trying to become righteous they did not receive it yes but we as christians we receive it because it's a gift but what happens is instead of just receiving it if you're trying to pursue your righteousness to please god then you will not attain it mm-hmm. because it's only the righteousness of jesus christ that god accepts 
right not your righteousness you understand mm-hmm. it's like say say when you and we we work for a degree certificate okay this this sounds silly but you work very very hard and at the end you fail because you failed in one subject or whatever but what if the university gave me the certificate for free mm-hmm. you understand yes <laughs> now you are going to be very upset yes because you feel like you worked so hard for it yes you know in a simple term i'm trying to explain that verse because jesus gave us that gift of righteousness for free mm-hmm. but the jews were trying according to the law not not under grace but under law to receive it but have not attained it did you know you can listen online or download your favorite nightlight shows as well as other radio programs and audio inspirations produced at radioactive productions visit our website today at radioact.org this is all kinds of devotional and inspirational audios that you can download and listen to online at radioact.org plus at least 85 nightlight shows previous nightlight shows that you can still enjoy if you missed any of them praise the lord all right well let's have a break for another song before we get back with melvin and this is a new song from keith yokum and it's called about you to hear about all these things the ups and downs that life brings bitter and sweet laughter and pain sweet and melody and sad refrain but hearing and doing are two different stories one you read one you write every morning i never would have chosen a rocky path but it brought me
have always turned out to be to a special edition of Nightlight and we have with us Melvin. Nightlight's interview of the week. Praise the Lord. Well, I wanted to ask you about uh, the grace uh, yes, that it's all for free and we can't nothing we can do to earn it. But to balance that, uh, it's not like Christians don't have to do anything for their service for the Lord. There are rewards yes. for those who are faithful for those who love others, for those who share the gospel, for those who invest in his kingdom. And those rewards will translate into real, you know, (laughs) tangible rewards in heaven. Yes. So how does that work uh, to balance out with pure grace where the Lord gives us everything for free? Yes. Simon, when we talk about pure grace, we are are connecting it also with, with righteousness. You understand? The Bible says... The believers are righteous. The unbelievers are not righteous. You understand? Mm-hmm. So your righteousness is based on your belief in Christ, not in what you do. But of, of course, as a child of God, God wants us to be loving to other people. You understand? And to help other people, especially to help them know the truth. And so for all of that you do, God is not going to say, okay, it's, it's the same for everybody. The more you mm-hmm. do for Christ, the Bible says the more rewards you get in heaven. And that's why Jesus said, lay up, you know, not treasures on this earth, but lay up treasures in heaven. So there is a bank account in heaven that you can invest your time, your effort, and your money into. Of course, now, rewards is a totally different thing. Rewards is based on your works. Mm-hmm. You understand? 
it's not based on grace even though grace will help you and the spirit will help you to do god's work rewards are, are given to you according to your works the bible is very clear on that mm-hmm. you know it says if you build on the foundation of jesus christ with gold or with silver or with you know wood or you know fire will show you which one lasts so your life is given to you so that it can be a blessing to other people mm-hmm. innocent it's not given to you so that you can just live your life selfishly so those rewards are yes like you were saying i mean the god is keeping an account of all those things that you do for other people mm-hmm. like jesus said even if you give me a uh, give one of my children a cup of cold water you have done it unto me mm-hmm. innocent so god is keeping an account of all the good works that through the spirit of god we do for others and for jesus So that doesn't mean just because you received righteousness by grace, now you're going to live a very selfish life. Actually, if you receive the righteousness by grace and God's Spirit, you will do something for other people. You mm-hmm. will do something to further the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simon, thanks for bringing that up because it's important for people to know that their works are not in vain. Right. That they're doing Christ, yes. Romans 10, 3 and 4. for being ignorant of the righteousness of God and seeking to establish their own they did not submit to God's righteousness for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes okay so that is uh, that this thing is happening so much uh, in the christian world yes you understand being ignorant of the righteousness of god see the reason we are establishing our own righteousness is because we are ignorant of the righteousness that we talked about in romans 5:17 and all the other verses okay so if you don't know your righteousness of course you're going to go start you understand your own righteousness to please god and it's sad to say that not many people are actually leading people into the righteousness of christ you understand Now, I'm seeing more and more now here in Uganda the gospel of grace is mm-hmm. coming in more and more mm-hmm. even though there is some kind of a rejection against it or some kind of a blockage yes you understand but the the truth is coming in and more and more people are, are learning to start to teach that one yes you know and and people are being set free and they're getting the point they're getting the point that my secretary nadia uh, she recently met again one of her former bible students steven uh, who went through the 12 foundations course yes. but a real uh, st- sticking or stumbling point for him was the doctrine of grace yes. and she had argument and argument <laughs> with him he just couldn't get it yes. about this grace doctrine yes. now she met him again uh, a few years later and now he's actually started a church and he is teaching grace in yes. fact that's the foundation of his own yes, <laughs> church yes. the lord finally revealed it to him yes, yes. and now he's just on fire yes, teaching yes. his congregation and everybody yes. about grace yes because see that is what jesus died for simon he didn't die for you to struggle in your life trying to become a christian you understand and for i i meet so many people uh in my classes when i travel around and almost 90% of them have no idea there's a grace that is in abundance mm-hmm. for all their needs mm-hmm. you understand and so what happens is they pray they expect god to answer their prayers they cry they sing but they're missing the point that god has already put everything that you need inside of you mm-hmm. actually i have a class on uh, uh jesus in us 
you know, and it's so beautiful because it talks about God being in Jesus mm-hmm. and Jesus being in us. So basically, we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit living in us all the time. They will never leave us nor forsake us. Mm. But sometimes what we do, like I did, is I used to put my hands up into heaven <laughs> and I'm asking God to give me His presence. You mm-hmm. understand? And the Lord is telling me, Son, I'm already inside of you. You don't have to <laughs> scream and cry for me to come down into your presence. Mm-hmm. You know, so some ways that's what happens when we're ignorant of of God's Word. We do a lot of silly things that, you know, of course God has mercy on us. He knows we are dust. And so, you know, He still loves us. But if you don't know this uh, righteousness by faith, then we go establishing it. Okay, verse 4 says, For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Mm-hmm. See, the Bible is clear. It is the end of law for righteousness. You understand? Mm-hmm. Now, some people might say, oh, I don't have to keep the traffic rules. I'm under grace. <laughs> no, this only applies to the law of righteousness. That means you cannot bring any more rules and regulations that will bind people, you understand, mm. to a performance-based relationship instead of a loving relationship. Mm. See, a lot of people have a performance-based relationship with God. Okay, God, I'm performing like this. Now I know you love me. You understand? Mm-hmm. But in the New Testament, the love that we have for God and God's love for us is not based on our performance. Mm. It is based on His love for us. Mm-hmm. Romans 5.20 <laughs> Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Okay, so here it's, <laughs> some people can misunderstand that. They think that, oh, the more I sin, the more God's grace is in us. You understand? Mm-hmm. But it's talking about wherever you are, no matter what state you are in, grace will compensate for all of your lacks. Mm-hmm. You understand? If you read the next verse, Paul says, God forbid, if I'm saying that where sin is there, that means you have to do more sins in order to get grace. Mm-hmm. So for whatever situation you are in, you find yourself in, there is that unmerited favor that God has for us. You understand? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, you know, people are taught that when you sin or you made a mistake, the sin has separated you from God. But see, that was in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, sin doesn't separate you from God. But your consciousness, you understand, can make you guilty and condemned. You, you, you fear to approach God. Mm-hmm. But now for me, at any time, whether I made a mistake or not, I'm happy to approach God because we have the boldness to enter into his presence. Like in the Old Testament, you sinned, you would be under fear that God was going to strike you down or you're going to get stoned. But in the New Testament, you can approach God boldly at any given time. Grace when the sun is shining, Lord. Grace when the sky is black. Grace when I get the unkind word Grace on the too smooth track Grace when I'm elbowed into a nook Grace when I get my turn Grace when the dinner will not cook Grace when the fire won't burn All go wrong, grace when they all 
inaugurate Grace when it's gladness, praise and song Grace when I have to fight Grace when my clothes are fresh and new Grace when they want to know Grace when my pockets are empty too Grace when they're full of gold Lord Jesus, hear and grant the grace My need to that store I bring At the proper one and the proper place I may glorify Thee Glorify Thee Yeah, glorify Thee Strong and well, grace when I come to die. Grace when I'm healthy, strong and well. Grace when I come to die. Lord Jesus, hear and grant the grace my need in that store of That the proper one and the proper place I may glorify thee. on grace i know when you teach your classes they can go on for two three hours or more you're having to condense this topic into a short time but before we leave any other important point that you want to share yes simon is the thing is my prayer and my desire is that people will find that truth you understand they'll find the truth and they'll know that grace is all that they need to live the life that God has given us. And through understanding that grace is all that you need and you're covered with righteousness, the Bible says you will reign in life through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Reigning is like you're overcoming, right? Mm -hmm. Now here it says holiness is not the root but the fruit of your salvation. Mm. You understand? And it says holiness is not what causes a relationship with God. It's a byproduct of a relationship with God by faith in God's grace. See, it's like the opposite of what we believe or what we do. You understand? <laughs> we are trying to become holy, you understand, but it's actually a f- byproduct of your salvation. See, if we use the Lord to give people a knowledge of sin, to show them that they need salvation and can't save themselves, and it's not based on your good outweigh- outweighing your bad, then to get that point across is great. It's like, if you want, when you meet somebody who doesn't know about Jesus and he says, oh, I'm not a sinner, I don't need a savior, you can use the law to help them understand. Look, you fail in this area, so now you need a savior. But once somebody is saved and received that grace and the gift of righteousness, 
you don't have to keep hammering down the law you understand <laughs> down their throat to make them feel more and more condemned see so the law is okay to help people understand mm-hmm. that they need a savior but if you use the law after they become a christian to cause condemnation and guilt and fear mm-hmm. you understand mm-hmm. instead of a love for god now that is wrong mm-hmm. you understand and so my prayer is to uh, people who are teachers or pastors is that teach people how to receive that gift of righteousness mm-hmm. and the abundant grace that god has freely given through yes. the blood of jesus christ and that would probably change the christian community more than all the prayers and all the fastings and all of those things put together mm-hmm. and for people listening who are not pastors or teachers yes. uh, how can they apply what they've heard today to help them with their spiritual lives is it just like a an awareness or knowledge of of god's grace what can they practically do to benefit from your teaching i think one of the great i mean uh, most important things simon is that you have the holy spirit living in you as a child of god so when you hear the word of god that's the spirit of god gets all excited you understand and wants to teach you what you just heard but if you are like the soil you know that's on a ground or hard rock you might get happy when you hear the message but it will not bring forth the fruit and so when you hear this word i mean uh, the word on grace it's good to go and check it up in your bible and see if it is real and i, I can guarantee you it is real <laughs> and once you understand the concept and the word the spirit of god will start giving you the revelation mm-hmm. on that subject mm-hmm. unless the spirit gives you the revelation you can't just imagine grace mm-hmm. grace is something that you partake mm-hmm. and you'll see that on a daily basis your life will start changing mm-hmm. and instead of having a relationship with god saying that god i did this and this now you bless me mm-hmm. i gave an offering now you bless me you understand mm-hmm. i gave a tithe now you bless me mm-hmm. see it will change to accepting everything from god for free mm-hmm. because you are a child mm-hmm. and it will benefit you so you'll start letting god carry the suitcase yes melvin thanks so much for being with oh, us yeah. we look forward to having you back thank Again, you simon to cover another topic <laughs> yes. god bless you you're welcome And that's it for now. Hope you enjoyed the program. I'm already looking forward to being back next time for another edition of Nightlight. Don't forget our website, radioact.org, and also our devotional website at treasures365.com. Check them out. God bless you. Bye-bye.